everybody, welcome to another edition of Warrior Talk. This is Sean. And this is Matt. And we are uh, excited to continue talking about the Danville football team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another good week, hard-fought week uh, of football. We're glad to announce that they, they pulled it out and are moving on to next Friday. It was pretty cool. I did see a stat on the Danville Athletic Twitter feed, which, by the way, if you do not follow that, you should. Uh, just great information constantly about Danville sports, uh, all of the different sports that are going on. But the, the stat that I saw was going into this sectional game, the series between Danville and Tri-West was tied 20-20. to 20. See, and I had no idea on that. Uh, I hadn't realized we had played that many times, but... That was an awesome stat, and the fact that we kind of pulled ahead made it even that much better. Agreed. No, I totally agree. I mean, you love having uh, any sort of upper edge on Tri-West in any possible way imaginable. So Yeah, yeah. and, they, and they, have a, they have a rich football tradition over at Tri-West. They have state championships under, under their belt. Uh, so it's the fact that, you know, these two football schools, traditional powers – you know, played so tightly together for, you know, 40, now 41 right. games is a testament to, you know, both programs. Well, and then when you say a tightly, you know, match, I mean, the game on Friday night was just that. Yeah, it was. It was It was awesome to be at. It was, it was kind of, it was a little sloppy at the beginning of the game, but I, I don't know if it will kind of, to nerves, you know, the weather, whatever you want to, you know, attribute right. that to, but... Uh, it was still back and forth pretty much all game, and, and it was a lot of fun to watch. I uh, was unable to go. My dad came in from out of town, so you know when my dad comes in, oh, yeah. I want to spend time with him. Uh, you know, I live on Wayne Street, and we were able to hear the game, like the stands, the crowd, the noise. It's cool, isn't it? All the way over there, yes. So, I mean, I know it was an electric environment, um, I, you know, thank you, Danville Athletics Twitter. You know, I was able to follow the game. Uh, we were watching, uh, we were watching the second installment of Star Trek. Uh, my dad <laughs> and I would love our movie time. Uh, but I had my phone next to me the whole time, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. It was an intense game on social media. Tell me about the game in person. Well, like I said, it, it was slow moving, wasn't as high scoring as I thought it might be. Um, you know, Danville struck first, they got a touchdown, kind of that wildcat formation, you know, Burton yeah. took it in for uh, a rushing touchdown there in the first quarter, I believe it was. But, you know, missed the extra point, um, you know, then Tri-West came back and, you know, it was, I think it was a couple drives later, you know, they scored, they go ahead 7-6, to six, and then... It was one of those kind of just really, like, I don't know, kind of shocking ends to a half. Tri-West had the ball, and you can tell they were just trying to run down some clock, get to halftime, because they were pinned down close, and it was third and long, and I and I turned to uh, Brian Clark, actually. He was at the game, too. Or, yeah. Uh, I turned to him, and it's like, man, I would not throw this ball. Like, just run it, make Daniel use their last timeout, and then punt it, but... You know what? They they put it up there, and it was supposed to be just a screen, and you know Danville got a hand on it. It was tipped around, interception. Wow. So it was interception deep. You know, probably at like the ten yard line. Yeah. Now Danville didn't take advan- as much advantage as they should have. They probably should have scored on that. You know, a couple rough plays, but 
right there as the half was ending, Toby Highland kicks probably a 30-plus yard field yeah. goal to put him up 9-7 in the half. And then, you know, the second half, you could tell the adjustments were made, especially on the offensive side. The guys were starting to score again. But it started out for the second week in a row. Austin Cowart took a 90-plus yard uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, It was awesome to watch. It's kind of demoralizing, actually, when you give up some sort of play like that. Right. You would think so, but at the same time, and, and all the momentum was going with Danville at the time. You know, the touchdown, and then Danville got the ball back, you know, looking to, you know, put it again and put this game away. But then... A pick six happens for Tri West. Yeah. Uh, so they're right back in it. Uh, I think at that time the score it made it uh, like fifteen to thirteen or something yeah. like that. So it was right there, and then Daniel started trying to started to pull away, and you know the defense really stepped up, and the offense got going on the on the ground, yeah. and I, I I attest I think. They found, I think it was kind of reminiscent of the Western Boone game, they found that they were getting big chunks of yards on the ground and they just kept going, kept going at them, kept going at them. And it it just, it it was awesome. It was fun, hard fought, back and forth. The momentum shifted, you know, crowds were into it. It was just awesome. I mean, looking at the stat line, you know, Skinner, again, just dominant on the ground, 112. Rushing yards with a touchdown, Schubert nine rushes, 77 yards. Uh, you know, Burton with that, you know, wildcat formation run in for a touchdown. Uh, it seemed like Danville was getting the job done, which if you remember to our last podcast, we kind of forecasted that that would have to be where the game was won, knowing that it was going to be cold, knowing that rain was in the forecast. Um, you get it done on a game like that on right. the ground, uh, I, I think what's exciting for Danville football is this was not a uh, an easy an easy win. No, not at all. And gaining that momentum, gaining that confidence in yourself, uh, going into a sectional final against Greencastle, which you know you see Greencastle ranks or uh, their record seven and four. I mean. There's a part of you that wants to just look past them and look towards the regional, but I mean, this is still a sectional title game where last year maybe there was a team called Bishop Chatard that was looking past Danville. Right. And they came in and uh, surprised them. So, you know, there's no reason to look past this game. Um, but gaining that confidence, gaining that momentum with that hard fought win, a win that was not easy. And that's Coach Casey's mantra the whole season, earn not given. Yes. You see that all around the school when you're walking, especially in Warrior Hallway. Um this team embodies that. Yeah, and it's it's one of these things there's a lot of seniors on this team. Yeah. So that they've been here before. A lot of these guys played in the game all the sectional games last year. So they they know what it takes. Right. And uh, they're not going to look past anybody, especially Greencastle. Last year, Jess and I went to the Greencastle game last year. They're one big play away, you know, from from Greencastle beating Danville last year in that sectional game. Yeah. So Greencastle's no slouch. They're going to yeah. come ready to play. You can tell that because last year, so Greencastle played Sullivan on Friday night. Uh, they beat them 14-0, I think was the final score. But earlier in the season, 
Sullivan had beat Greencastle 41 to 10. Yeah. So it was kind of a surprise that you can obviously tell Greencastle has gotten better throughout yeah. the year. And the fact that Danville and Greencastle played last year and kind of have that, you know, just recent history, yeah. you know Danville's not going to look past them. Do you get Greencastle in basketball? Yes, that's actually I think our first game of the year. Do so. you um I mean, do you feel like they get up for a game against Danville basketball? Uh, Maybe in a different way. Uh, We're not in their conference. We're not in their county. Uh, It's kind of been one-sided lately Uh with Greencastle. You know, we've gotten a lot of of victories, you know, in the past, you know, four or five years against Greencastle at all levels. It's freshman JV varsity. So I, I think they get up for it, but... You know, first game of the year, it's yeah. hard because you're trying to iron out yeah. stuff. And well, I know for soccer, Greencastle, we we believe they circle Danville on the schedule. Right. Uh, in fact, the last two out of three years, they've beaten us um, yeah. at home. So I mean, uh, I don't want to say that there's any sort of rivalry, Greencastle versus Danville, like sports wide, um, but I do think that they. They look, I don't want to say look up to Danville, but they definitely see that challenge. Yeah. Uh, I, we want to dethrone them. Well, and they, we used to be in the same conferences then. It was the WCC back then. Uh, so it's not that we're unfamiliar with Greencastle. It's it's kind of been just kind of separated for so long now. We've been in the Sagamore Conference for, for so long, and now they're in that giant conference right. down there with 12 teams. But... Right. It, it it's it's one of those you know similar size right. schools uh, success at different levels with different yeah. teams different sports and stuff like that so it's hard to say if they get up necessarily but it, it's definitely a game they're gonna they're gonna be ready well for, for sure the football game will be that oh, it's a yes. revenge game it's uh I mean this is this is for the title I mean you know we're we're in the we're in the uh, the place now where you lose and you're done. Right. So, I mean, you don't really need extra motivation beyond that. Um, but it is a home game for Danville. Yes, we'll be hosting. So, that that definitely plays to our advantage. Yes. Uh, Danville, I don't want to say luckily, but they, they all their big tests have come at home with that home crowd, you know, backing them up, cheering them on. So, uh, this will be a great... Yeah, and... You don't, and hopefully, I don't, like I said, I don't think this is the case, but hopefully, like you said, Danville's not looking ahead. Uh, I can't imagine no, Coach Casey's got that, that in his mind. No, I, I don't think so either, but it's always in the back of your head, it, especially at, you know, you got, you're, mess, you're dealing with 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. Yep. You can't help it yep. sometimes. So, and like I said, we have a great coaching staff there. I think they're going to have them locked in. How do you, as a coach, um, I don't know, how do you how do you do that? I mean, how do you help keep your players focused on the task at hand? In reality, this is not a high school issue. This is an all sports of all ages, all time issue. Right. Um, it you you just gotta be constantly reminding them of what it is you have going on. It's like. Uh, <sighs> Like I said, I, I think it's the hardest at the high school level because I even – I'll admit it when I say, like, there were certain teams on the schedule you just – when I played, it's like you focused for but you weren't really worried about. Right. I'm not going to name yeah, yeah, teams, yeah, obviously. You, but, 
it you, you can't help it. Right. You know what I mean? Like whether it's you know, hey, we beat this team by like thirty in middle school, and right. you know what I mean. You think that carries on and stuff like that. You look past them, but it that's where a coaching staff has to come in and just you know constantly be reminded, hey guys, we got this, and you're going over personnel, and you're reminding them, hey. They beat a really good Sullivan team that they right. lost to earlier in the season. It's like, hey, we played these guys last year, right. and it was a one-score game. It took a 99-yard uh, right. pass reception to beat them. Right. Uh, so they're going to be looking for it. You just got to be constantly in their head about it. Right. So it, it's not easy by any stretch, but, I mean, it, it's obviously doable. I mean, and, as a coach, you figure that's kind of where you earn Yes, that's where you yes. I mean, like... You've got to, yeah, you know, like you said, you've got to keep them focused. I yes. mean, you cannot, you as the coach cannot even give any inclination that you are looking beyond this game because once you're set in that stage, then it's easy for the players to be able to do the same thing. Right. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we kind of talked about it, but the game will be Friday night at yep. home. Uh, I believe it will be a seven o'clock kickoff. Yes, I, I don't believe the time would change for any reason, barring you know weather and stuff like that. So bundle up. Yes, uh, bring cold. some blankets. The the bleachers are definitely chilly, so maybe sit yes. on a blanket if you've never done a cold weather game before. <laughs> that is our advice to you. Uh, looking ahead at the schedule, there's only one other uh, item that's going on this week, and that's the girls basketball. Uh, Regular season kickoff that was originally scheduled for Friday night at Zionsville, but it's been moved to Thursday, Thursday night. The second, um, I believe the second, that is. Yep, the second of Thursday. Uh, the second of Thursday. The second of November. Uh, JV plays at 6 p.m. And then Varsity will follow at 7.30 p.m. Uh, as we've talked about all, all season long in the fall season, we want to encourage you, Danville Warrior fans, get on the road. Yeah, we believe that this girls basketball team is going to be special, um, and so get out there, uh, cheer them on. Zionsville is no slouch by any stretch. Of no, the they're going to be tough. Um, and you don't want to you, you don't put any kind of like stock on the whole season on the first game, but there's there is something uh, special about uh, winning your first game, especially against uh, a pretty a big, significant a, yes bigger school. Uh, this will be I don't know how many years in a row, but last year you know Zionsville. You know, the, the girls' team play a tough schedule, and I think that's that's part of what made them, you know, resilient throughout the year, year last year. So they're, they're getting off to another tough tough schedule this year. Uh, 4A, you know, Zionsville, going to be tough. Um, but then, you know, they got the game Thursday, and then obviously football on Friday, but then they turn around and have their home opener Saturday night. Okay. Uh, at least according to the schedule I have in front of me. Okay, great. So, uh Saturday, you know, the 4th, they'll be playing uh, Hamilton Heights, you know, at home. Again, the JV will begin at 6 o'clock with the varsity to follow. We definitely want you out there for that game, home opener, you know, pack the gym. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think you're going to enjoy watching this girls team this year. Agreed. Awesome. Well, that is uh, all that's going on currently with Danville Sports. Basketball for the boys uh, is is right around the corner. We know swimming, swimming, is diving, getting yep. their stuff uh, underway, wrestling so. as well. 
So winter is about to be in full swing, uh, rocking and rolling Danville. Uh, when is your basketball try? Do you guys do tryouts? We do. Well, we don't. I guess we don't technically call them tryouts, but our first official practice is uh, Monday, November sixth. Okay. Is our first official practice. So, you know, any anybody, especially I'm a freshman coach. I mean, anybody that wants to come out, hopefully we can see you. Uh, we'll have all that information going out here probably in the next week or so. Cool. Are you? How do you, how do you how do you gear yourself up? I mean, I know that like basketball has been going on. You know. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's just like any other sport. It feels like it's it's year round anymore. Um, you can do stuff with your team and players basically throughout the entire year. There's little nuance rules here and there, but uh, when, when you're gearing up for this actual season. Uh, it's it's all about getting these kids. Honestly, it's a conditioning thing. Yeah, you want to make sure these kids are. It, it, you can't get them in game shape. Right. Because right. the game is so much different than anything you can actually prepare for. So, what we try to do before practice start is we try to get them in practice shape. Right. And then once practice hits, we try to get them as close as we can to game shape. Yeah. So, because uh, with the amount we can do with kids, you know, in the summer. We try to put a lot of stuff in during the summer. That way, when practice hits, we don't have to go through it all again, and we're not working from square one. Uh, it's a lot easier with JV and varsity kids because they've been with us before. It's right. more of a refresher. Right. I have the tougher job because now right. I, I'm introducing completely new stuff to these kids, and they got to try to pick up on it a little quicker. Right. Um, but it, it's a it's a, it's a different feel. The summer feels more of a, an evaluation period where. Right. You know, once practice starts, you're 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 really getting into it. You're getting right. really intense, and you're trying to f- figure out what these kids are made of mentally more right. than physically. How do you um, introduce maybe a first time player, uh, maybe into the sport? I mean, I know basketball is pretty difficult to be a first timer in high school, um, but if you were to have a kid that comes out and maybe hasn't played in three or four years, how do you, how do you work with them? Um, how do you get them ready? I mean, they're not obviously going to make a significant role uh, on your starting five, right? Um, but they would be somebody that would be beneficial in practice or something like that. How do you, how do you get a kid ready for that? Uh, it, it's more, I have felt, at least especially in the past couple of years, this will actually be my eighth year wow. <laughs> coaching freshman basketball, which is crazy to say. Yeah. But it, I, I try to be as upfront with kids as possible. Okay. Um, so I'm a big effort guy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you put in the effort, like, I, and you're coachable, I can get you better. I don't know how much better. I don't know. It's going to be varying you know, range there. Right. But I, I can get you better. It's like, and I tell my teams this every year, like I can't coach effort and I can't coach like attitude. Like those are just two things like you either have or you don't. Right. So if it's a kid that's, you know, if he comes in and he's coachable and he's willing to put in the work, he's going to get better. I don't know how much better. Like I said, right. You might be able to work your way in there. Uh, I remember my very first year coaching uh, freshman basketball. I got to a point in the season, and it's like, guys, we're not we're not putting in the effort. And I told them, I'm using, you know, this you know three days of practice to find out who's gonna start right. for me. Right. And two guys I would that talent wise should have started. I didn't start. Yeah. That that week, and they were upset about it. And I told them, guys, like, 
these guys they looked yeah. better in practice. They were working harder. They were the the, the attitude was yeah. there. So I, I'm not above above that. I, I'm I not totally, a, I'm not a talent you know supersedes things. Right. No, I totally agree with you. I had a player this year. Um, the JV soccer squad, you know, hasn't really played a lot of soccer before, but he comes to practice and for a week, I mean, he gave me it all for a week and I totally rewarded him for that, you know, by giving him that starting role. Um, yeah, I didn't play him for the full game, uh, but I definitely gave him the honors of getting that starting spot because he totally earned it. Right. And, uh, for me, so I don't, I don't see a lot of my incoming players play at the middle school level, which is kind of give and take from the standpoint. I don't, I don't really have a grasp of what I'm getting when I do get them, uh-huh. but at the same time, I'm working with a clean slate. Like I don't have these preconceived so you notions. Prefer that. I almost prefer that. I don't have these preconceived notions about how good a kid is or anything like that. I want, I want to see you because not knowing you makes me you know, okay, what, what's your attitude like? Um, are you coachable? Yeah. The, the talent is going to like your actual, your, your ability is going to shine through anyway. But if you're a kid, that's just not gonna, if you're not going to put in the effort or, you know, you roll your eyes every time I I say something to you or something like that, uh, that goes a long way. So I I like having that clean slate. Yeah. You want to see the ability shine through the effort, not just assume that ability is going to carry you right wherever you think your ability may or may not do that. So in middle school, it does like your athletic ability really, it, it, that's what determines how good you are, where as soon as you get in the high school, even your freshman year, just one year removed from that, it's, these guys are there's a lot of kids that are developing more. They've gone yep. through some growth spurts. They've gotten quicker. They've gotten better. And they, they're they going to be on an even playing field now. Right. Where So the mental part of the game actually becomes that much more important. All right. So let me ask you a question that may or may not irritate people that are listening. Okay? You I'm ready? all... You ready? I cannot wait now. All right. Is Rudy the story... Of a success or a failure? Is Rudy a success or failure? Rudy story? Rudiger. Yes. The um, story of a successful kid who who put time and effort, blood, sweat, and tears uh, all the way through his football career, getting to Notre Dame, walking on, and getting a play. Is that a hero story or is that the story of a failure? Depends on how you look at it, I guess. Um, from my standpoint, I feel like that's a success. Like he, I feel like Rudy himself, he never, he, he knew he wasn't going to be some Notre Dame stud. Mm -hmm. His dream was to play football for Notre Dame. Okay. He, in his eyes, did that. So that's, that is a success. Okay. I I mean, I, I, you kind of actually persuaded me. I mean, I would have. If I had the first shot, I would have said it's the story of a failure. I mean, like all that time, all that effort uh, into something that you're really not good at and you get this one play. I mean, I'm going based off the movie. I've never really right. cared enough to look into this guy's life story or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's a fair point, you know, that he had a dream of doing this one thing and he succeeded in that dream 
I guess I guess I can't really knock on him. And no. It makes me think of a guy uh, whose name his name is Kevin Carroll, and uh, he tells a story about growing up in Philadelphia. Uh, born and raised. Born and raised <laughs> on the playgrounds, right? And he was a short little black guy, and his dream was to be in the NBA. And everybody mocked him. You're too small. You're too small. You're too small. You're never going to do it. Uh, long story short, he worked his way through college and uh, was in the military. And he eventually wound it up on the Philadelphia 76ers as their head trainer. And so his dream was fulfilled it took him a different route, and all these guys that you know mocked him and said whatever right. were begging him for tickets, and he said, "Go away, right?" <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, you know, when I look at Kevin's story, and I've always looked at Kevin's story as like some sort of encouragement to me that you can fulfill your dreams and might just take a different route. Gosh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like a fool for trying to make fun of Rudy. Maybe it's just <laughs> I don't like Notre Dame. And like I said, it's all about point of view. Like some athletes. Some high-level athletes would look at Rudy's story and be like, "What? <laughs> that guy didn't do anything." Right. So it's just about your point of view and how how you're looking at it, and I think that gets lost on some people sometimes. You know, I would agree, and I think about high school athletes and their dreams and their visions, and how do you, as a coach, I guess help redefine maybe what their visions are. You don't necessarily want to squash something. I mean, like... Right, I was actually going to bring that up. There's a reality where you look at a player and you sometimes can figure it out. Like, you know, buddy, you're not... You're not going to play in the state final and make a game-winning three. I mean, like, that's just... It's an awesome dream to have. It's an awesome thing to play on the playground and be thinking about that. But in actuality, it's probably not the case. Yeah, and I think that goes just not necessarily for that, but like a lot of these kids, especially when they come in as freshmen, they have these dreams of playing at a higher playing at a higher level. Like they want to go to college and play football. They want to go to college and play basketball right. and stuff like that. And like like you said, you don't want to step on that as a coach, but at at some point you have to kind of reel them back a little bit and like listen. So this. This isn't necessarily not going to happen, right. but you have to prepare yourself for if it doesn't happen. Right. So that's why you got to kind of, you know, balance that as a coach and even, I don't know, it's hard. It's hard because like you said, you don't want to discourage kids, I guess, per well, se. Well, we even had this conversation a few episodes back when we were talking about the junior varsity athlete. Yeah. And and really trying to help uh, temper their expectations. You know, like everybody that plays sports should want to win. I mean, I feel like that's just a given, uh, even though it's not necessarily always true. But you should want to win, and the desire to win should always motivate you. But, um, uh, you know, tempering your expectations at JV, you sometimes don't win. Yeah. And the uh, the idea, though, is that you're progressing, that you're getting better, uh, that you're improving so that in the future you can be on that varsity team. Yeah, it's uh, it's not fun, but yeah, you're right. It's like you, you gotta ha- you gotta have these the kids and they are they're kids. like you just listen, yeah, we didn't win. 
But, you know, we improved. Oh, excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. It's going to happen. Oh, dude. All right, it went away just for a second. It's <laughs> probably going to come back here pretty soon. But it's, it's so hard because motiv- motivation is probably the hardest part. Yeah. And keeping him motivated once you think feel like you got him at a certain point. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. And I know you, you, you can't coach effort, right? Like, right, I you mean, can't. Like, like that's just kind of this... You have it or you don't. Born in you, right. Born in you thing. Um, can you coach attitude? I think you can help attitude. Because um, I kind of think that's where this whole conversation right now that we're having is going, is, is attitude. I mean... I'll take a kid who's got the best attitude that's not the greatest player. Uh, he may not get the minutes that, that maybe he desires, but if his attitude's there, knowing that he's here for the team and he wants to make the team better and going to do whatever it takes to do that, to accomplish that, um, yeah, I, I'd much rather have that player than somebody that's all about me. I, I'll tell you what, I, I think high school athletics kind of lacks anymore is kids that are just natural leaders and what i mean by that is you hear it a bunch at especially at the professional level that's their jobs they're supposed to be there they have to be certain things but you need you need someone to make kids accountable Mm -hmm. and as coaches we try to do that but after a while you're when you're the only voice they hear constantly you get drowned out Right. And it's like, oh, he's, he's, he's telling me to do this. Agreed. He's telling Agreed. me to you do see, this. You can see the look in their yeah. eyes. Oh, yeah. okay, we're doing it again. Okay. But if it's another player, right. there's a much different tone. Right. All right. So the guy, the guy in question might perk up a little bit and be like, oh. So, right. So now he's – so I got teammates telling me this now. Right. And we really lack that now because it's uncool. It's not. It's right. not the cool thing to do to be, to be a leader or be outspoken about, you know, kids that aren't putting in effort or not right. doing the right things off the court, off the field. And right. I, I think it starts there. Right. Personally, like. Well, you can tell. You can tell uh, when a player wants to get better because of what they do off the field, uh, out of practice. I mean, uh, you hear about. The NFL players, you know, quarterback and receiver wanting to build that chemistry and that they're just doing rep after rep after rep after practice is already over. Um, it is uncool. And I, yeah. I, it would be great to have some sociologists come in and do some sort of experiment or do some sort of essay on the, co- the high school, you know, athletic team and just the different roles and the different functions because you do see it. I mean, we see it day in and day out and you you have this desire for a player to step up to lead his team but it is it is very difficult it's a it, challenge it's a hard thing and even the most you know well-natured kids you know they try to lead by example which i appreciate a bunch like if you see a kid you know going out there and putting 100 percent into right. practice especially you know you hope it catches on to some of these other guys but if I'm being honest, probably 75, 80% of the time it doesn't. Do you celebrate that in front of your team? You try to. You try to, but then it's almost like you alienate that kid a little more. Right. Uh, that's what I found. Like, hey, if you point out a kid, like, listen, this kid does it the right way. 
Like th- this is who you should be like. But now you're you're separating that kid that does work hard a little more, and now there's kind of like this resentment yeah. a little bit. Like why why are you making us look bad? Or you know, well, eh, who cares? Right. So it, it's a balance. You try to celebrate it, but at the same time, it's it's like you don't want to alienate that one kid. Right. So yeah. no, that's definitely a hard line to walk. Because uh, I yeah I I'm a firm believer in championing kids that deserve it. Um, and it's hard when you have players that maybe not, uh, but they still get that recognition. I don't know. It, it's a very it's a very and tough that, challenge. And what I have found is, like, tip, typically the kids with the least amount of talent are your hardest workers. And I'm not afraid to say that because it's true. Uh, the kids with the most talent, it's come so easy to them right. for their whole life that they don't feel like they have to put the work in. Like It's just a switch right. that they can flip on. You know when the lights are on, and it's not the case. And yeah, you can get get away with it against you know average or bad teams. But right. if you, if you want to kind of be something special on the athletic level, right, you got to put the the work in at practice, and and it starts it starts with your seniors, right, and it and it starts with your most talented players. You got to get your most talented players to buy in to practice, right, because if that happens, you can you can do something special. Totally agree. That's why coaching attitude is one of the hardest things to do. It's hard. It's so difficult. And we always have, you know, those preseason meetings with players. You know, you bring them in. You talk to them about what their role is, what the team is going to be. And, you know, what? I'll, 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 I'll call him out. Uh, Steven Geip last year, I'll never forget it. He had a broken leg his junior year. Yep. Couldn't play at all for us. But he stuck around. Like, he was around the team, he came to practices, he was at every game, he he worked hard to get back to health. Right. You saw it his senior year of right. soccer, you know, uh, he was awesome. Yeah. He was awesome. Leader. Right. First day of, uh, the first day of spring practice. I'll never forget, I mean, I'm glad that you brought him up. I didn't want to bring him up. I'm a Stephen Guy Palmer, but, uh, <laughs> you know... First day of our spring practices, you saw the fire in his eyes. Things are left undone, and he wants to get some goals completed. Well, I, and I think part of it was he, he realized what happened when it, when soccer got taken away from him. Basketball got taken away from him for the for re- basketball for a year and a half, and soccer. I don't know how much he missed with his just about a year. Okay, he he missed that, and, and that fire, I think, is like okay. I'm back out here. Right. And, you know, right. it's time. It's time to roll. Right. But we sat him down before the basketball season, and it was one of those things. Like on the soccer field, he was the man. Right. Come basketball season, it's not that wasn't it. And we and we straight up told him, it's like, listen, right now, you know, before our first game, you're probably like ninth, ninth or tenth guy right now. Right. Just based on what we've seen so far, you know, you haven't played for a year and a half. Right. And. You know, I complimented him on the fact that he stuck around right. last year. You have to because he, he didn't have to do that. But he, you ha- for him, you know, and, and for any player, you have to then live with the fact, did I quit or did I not quit? Right. Because I didn't get what I wanted right in the beginning. Right. And, and he worked his tail off all year. He ended up starting for us, uh, I think, 
it was the right after the North Montgomery game, so a couple games after County. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he started for us the rest of the year, and we won a sectional with him yep. in, our, in our starting lineup. And at the beginning of the season, I would have never guessed that. You know, contribute, yes. Right. Start and w- right. probably well, and, not. And you go back to the effort. You can't coach effort. Right. And, you know, he had a great attitude had... about it. He, he understood what we wanted his role to be. He accepted it and then just worked his tail out. He outworked everybody, and he understood what he needed to do. Right. All right, so props to you, Stephen. Stephen Guy, we love you. Guipe. All right, man. Uh, really great conversation. I mean, if you're listening, I hope you understand just our love for high school sports. And we were talking about this at dinner, I think. Uh, you know, it's a student athlete, right? Like, right. Like, it is a student first, and knowing that that – our role as a coach, you know, we're we want to win, or we wouldn't have gotten got into coaching. Agreed, but we want to see. Uh, we work with uh, boys, you know. You work boys basketball, work boys soccer. We want to see young men grow up into adults that are mature, that contribute to the society, that are successful uh, with careers, with their families. So, uh, whatever it is that we can, I think that's what we're trying to strive for. Um, so yeah, thanks for, uh, Matt. I mean, yeah, that was awesome. I, yeah, I didn't know where today was going to lead, but that was, that was a lot of fun. And listeners, thank you for joining us in this conversation. Uh, again, any, any thoughts that you might have for us, uh, a topic or anything like that, please let us know. Um, we just, we love it. We enjoy this very much. Yeah. A couple plugs. Make sure you find us on Facebook, uh, Warrior Talk. Uh, also on Twitter at Warrior Talk Pod. And Again, if you go on iTunes yep, and search we are Warrior Talk, you can listen to the uh, podcast there. You can also subscribe to it, just and it'll pop up in your uh, in your podcast feed anytime uh, we post a new one. Also, if you've not listened to our interview, uh, we just interviewed Coach Sean Adams, uh, the girls. Excuse me, soccer coach. Great interview. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. That was actually the first time I'd really met and got to talk to Sean, so that that was that was good. I like that. I, I like where he has the girls' program headed, and uh, it, it should be a lot of fun the next couple of years. And also be looking for some other interviews as well in the future. We got a couple that we're looking to, yep. you know, book. So uh, yeah, awesome. All right, guys. Peace out. Peace.